This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free to 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, you can actually control the content of the site by submitting show prep. And show prep can be whatever you think is interesting on the web. Maybe a YouTube video that you like. It doesn't have to be serious. It could be something funny. Whatever you think our listeners would enjoy, you can submit over at freetalklive.com and you can uh, then vote on what you like and dislike. And the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. In fact, I think the uh, top story there is this clip from apparently Barack Obama has made a statement that he is the uh, like the fourth greatest president in all of America's history. Oh, wow, really? He's a really humble guy. Yeah, that's that's a bold statement to make. But he's not the only uh, national politician who is uh, in the headlines today. Of course, uh, Kim Jong Il. Uh, passing away when that actually occurred i'm not sure i don't know you know you can't trust uh these dictatorial regimes to be honest as to when their great dear leaders actually ended up uh, dying but it has been confirmed that he's dead and this is uh, audio from north korea you've got just lines and lines of uh, men in suits here that are are crying in women. There's young women here as well, but they're all wearing the same uh, uniform, probably some sort of a school. And they're all out there mourning out in the cold, what looks like some pretty bitter cold, uh, mourning the passing of their dear leader, Kim Jong-il. Sure. Uh, from what I understand, I don't know too much about Kim Jong-il, and I, I, I imagine it's not that easy too, because uh, they only release so much information to the public. But from what I do understand about him uh, is that he sort of built himself up to be a leader on par with a god in his country, you know, and like oh, yeah. everything that that the North Koreans had was thanks to him and, and his will and his uh, uh, greatness. Right, and he is the one who is protecting them from the great Satan of, uh, or whatever they call the U.S. over there, because the U.S. is kind of built up as being the, you know, the world's great threat, which is, you know, to some extent true. Sure. Um, but there's a lot that happens over there. For instance, uh, I saw a, a documentary, and the documentaries about North Korea are fascinating, uh, but one of the documentaries that I saw was uh, talking about how at nighttime, they don't really exactly have reliable power in North Korea. So, you know, you might just lose power at your house if you live in North Korea, hmm. um, you know, on a nightly basis. And the explanation, the state-sponsored explanation, because everything is state-run over there. Uh, I mean, there's no media outside of state media. So the state media reports that uh, it was the U.S. that is, uh, you know, the U.S. is attacking their power grid and that, you know, it's all the... Kim Jong-il and the North Korean army can do to, you know, to battle them off. And, you know, we, we've got to d- divert our power away from, uh, you know, your homes so we can fight the, the U.S. horde. You know, that sort of thing. So wow. there's all, ki- all kinds of just out-and-out lies that uh, these people are told. And, you know, they're brought into this uh, palace that is just stuffed full of just very, very expensive gifts that uh, allegedly the, uh, the North Korean government or Kim Jong-il has received from like diplomats from other countries, mm-hmm. just this very, very lavish kind of place. And this is one of the, the kind of tourist attractions for people around North Korea. In fact, I think they even take kids there on their field trips. So like part of 
uh, growing up in North Korea is is learning about Kim Jong Il and uh, why learning would they about how take them there to, to sort of rub it in or or to just re- to show how important he is, how much power look, he has. Really. Right. Look at all of these gifts, these lavish gifts that uh, have have been just you know bestowed upon him for his greatness. Right. I mean, so it's just constant, <laughs> constant propaganda about this man, and and now he's dead, uh, and his son is expected to be the uh, the new dear leader. He, his son is uh, son is named Kim Jong Un, and I, I presume I'm pronouncing that right. It's E U N, and he is the youngest son of the mercurial and enigmatic North Korean dictator, according to WashingtonPost.com. He's trailed behind his famous father, slowly being groomed as successor, despite signs the country was not fully unified behind him. Uh, less than one year ago, the Post Chico Har- Harlan wrote of uh, Kim Jong Un as follows. Quote, he has been the object of far less official attention in the country he's soon likely to rule. The state newspaper does not sing his praises. His face does not yet appear on stamps, pins, book covers, or buildings. And during staged public appearances, his father, Kim Jong-il, does the talking while Kim Jong-un stays in the background. Unquote. So suggesting that perhaps uh, you know this young man maybe hasn't been built up as uh, as well as he he could have been uh, in the minds of the North Korean people, and you have to wonder about that. I mean, if they haven't approached it in the right manner with propagating you know this this guy amongst their their population, well, how will they respond? How will a, a people that is just so brainwashed and and controlled? I mean, if you think Americans are can be bad uh, in their ignorance. Just you can't even fathom North Korea. I mean, these people—it's like living in 1950 if you're over there, as far as like the level of tech that they have, and sure. it's just really—it's a creepy place. Uh, but but how will they? You know, will they respond? Will they just simply take him on simply because he is the son of, uh, of Kim Jong Il? Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, uh, there have been cases in the past where, uh, in monarchies mostly. Where the next king takes over and he's just incompetent and uh, the people are, are left with this, you know, boob as a as a leader. Right. And this guy is in his early 20s. Uh, not to say that, you know, how much leading I, I, is he doing anyway? Ramsey's like eight years old when he took the throne of Could Egypt? Could So something like that. The baby-faced man, and he is a young-looking 20-something. Uh, he's very chubby, kind of. Uh, oh, yeah. The baby-faced man found himself as the heir apparent after Kim Jong-il's stroke in 2008. Many questioned if the young man could engender the same loyalty as his father and his grandfather, Kim Il-sung, the founder of North Korea. With Kim Il-sung, 60% really loved him, according to a retired professor of Korean literature at China's Peking University. Uh, A former classmate of Kim Jong-il's told one of the interviewers in January, said that 60% loved Grandpa Kim. Mm-hmm. And then 40% loved Kim Jong-il, he says. They truly honored the first Kim Il-sung like a leader that fell to 40% with Kim Jong-il. And with Kim Jong-un, it's 0%. I mean, that's according to, again, a, a professor at a Chinese university. Uh, during the past year, though, Kim Jong-un grew in prominence and in favor with his countrymen. Reuters reported his slicked-back, high-sided haircut is a fashion hit in Pyongyang, where <laughs> young men are lining up for a similar cut. Kim supposedly looks like his late grandfather, a similarity a North Korea propaganda machine has played up. North Korea tightly controls the information it releases, and little is known about the plump young man now in his late 20s. 
Apparently, he studied for a time in Switzerland at a German-speaking high school uh, in a <laughs> suburb of Swiss capital, Bern. Force, former classmates remember a shy but determined boy obsessed with American basketball and expensive sports shoes. They say he spoke passable German and made some local friends, but was monitored closely by staff from the North Korean embassy in Bern. And I can imagine that's the case. If you ever sure. watch one of these uh, documentaries about North Korea, if they let a journalist into their country... They are almost constantly on watch. I mean, there's somebody there who is accompanying that person at almost all times. I mean, if you're in the hotel at night, they're not sleeping with you in the same room, but they have you on a special floor on a hotel that is designed especially for journalists. It's surrounded by a moat on four sides, and you know you, you can't leave that hotel right. <laughs> until they're ready to take you out on the next day's tour. Sure. So they imagine the same thing for Kim Sung or Kim Jong Sung or excuse me Kim Kim Jong Yun uh, when he's going out of the country. They're likely wanting to protect him as much as they possibly can right. from any sort European shel- influence. Yeah, yeah, shelter him from these capitalistic ideas. North Korea already battling food shortages and a shaky economy may not be ready for Kim Jong-un as the new leader. As New York Times' Nick Kristof wrote on Twitter, the last transition in North Korea was a dangerous time as Kim Jong-il tried to show his mettle. We should be wary this time, too, according to the New York Times. Uh, So there's a little bit of information about uh, this mysterious young chap who will be taking the reins of power in one of the most mysterious countries in the world mm-hmm. uh north korea just in a, it's an incredible place I've, I've got a few different documentaries on my uh must you know to watch list about north korea and it makes me want to put them to the top of the list because it's just a fascinating and crazy place if you've ever been we'd love to hear from you uh it's probably very unlikely that you have 855-450-FREE 1-855-450-3733 you can also bring up whatever's on your mind take control of the airwaves this is free talk live from filmmaker ai wintermute comes the feature-length documentary liberty in our lifetime it chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to new hampshire as part of the free state project and the many ways in which they seek to live free but he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit LibertyDocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's LibertyDocumentary.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there for free, so enjoy those. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment, you can click and download as many as you'd like. Going all the way back to late 2006, uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, the Liberty Forum coming up February 23rd through the 26th, Thursday through a Sunday, and lots of great reasons to come up to Nashua, New Hampshire, the Crown Plaza Hotel, to join us for the Liberty Forum. And I say join us because uh, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from the Liberty Forum, but the real reason to come up is because you're going to be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented folks who are going to be enjoying themselves uh, on a weekend at a, a nice hotel in Nashua, right in the middle of winter in uh New Hampshire. So it's a great excuse to come up and experience the community of activists that we have up here in uh, New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, which is a movement of liberty-oriented folks all converging to the same 
physical geographic location in order to be active for liberty you'll also get to see some you know big name speakers people like peter schiff who will be one of the uh, keynote speeches also uh, john lott from more guns less crime michael bolden from the 10th amendment center and others you can go to freestateproject.org slash liberty forum to learn more about the event get details on the hotel and get signed up of course that's freestateproject.org slash liberty forum use our discount code which is ftl2012 that's FTL 2012 to save 10% at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. All right, so once again, our number here, 855-450-FREE. Uh, you can bring up absolutely anything that you want to. There's a lot, a uh, lot, lot, lot in the news here today. It's almost uh, difficult to figure out which ones to talk about. But I saw this piece uh, over at rawstory.com, and it was just one of those perfect stories that just needs to be told. And it's about yet another, yet another one of these Republican, uh, I know how your family should behave kind of people, these uh, shove my social values down your throat uh, sorts of people who has, well, he's been outed as a gay man. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, joining you here tonight, it's uh, it's Ian. And Julia. And Luther. The story from RawStory.com, a Republican mayor in Mississippi admitted this week that he was gay after an audit revealed that he spent taxpayer money at a gay adult store in canada greg davis was elected as mayor of south haven in 1997 on a platform of conservative family values but he says he recently realized that he was gay (laughs) (laughs) he says at this point in my life and in my career while i have tried to maintain separation between my personal and public life it's obvious that this can no longer remain the case apparently it's because he used a government credit card at a porn store and Probably got a, Good decision. Yeah, I got, got a little sloppy there. Uh, while I have performed my job as mayor, in my opinion, in a very conservative, or as a very conservative, progressive individual, so he's conservative and progressive. Wow. Yeah. He's all over the map. And still continue to be a conservative individual, I think that it's important that I discuss the struggles I have had over the last few years when I came to the real, realization that I am gay, he added. Davis claimed he's already paid 96000 of the more than 170000 in expenses that state officials allege he improperly billed the city for. Thousands of dollars were spent on lavish meals and liquor, but it's a $67 charge that Davis made to pre-op Canada's premier gay lifestyle store and sex shop while on a recruiting trip that has gotten the most attention. So... Apparently, he was really behaving like a conservative while spending $170,000 of uh, state taxpayer money on his whatever lavish uh, parties that he wanted to throw. The mayor said that he didn't remember what he bought while he was at the shop. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, right. At at this point, he says, my goal is to ensure that for the next year and a half that the city continues to grow, he said, refusing to step down. I will evaluate whether I will run again as mayor at a later time. Now, I don't think he should step down because he's gay. Uh, That's I don't really care what his sexual preferences are. Right. The fact that he he took the taxpayer credit card, the government credit card, and, you know, used it for whatever he wanted as his own personal piggy bank is why he should step down. Yeah, exactly. But he's not. He's just going to keep on going, and uh, you know maybe he can actually distract the media from talking about the hundred seventy thousand dollars by right, talking about how he's gay. So, yeah, sure. Everybody's going to be so upset about this, yeah. or, or one way or the other. Or Some, be... Someone's going to be upset. Some of his former supporters are are probably upset, probably uh, about it. And really, I mean, who could possibly like the fact that he spent one hundred seventy thousand dollars? Of I mean, because. I don't think anyone can support that. So, I mean, the idea that this guy is going to continue on in his uh, operation as mayor and presumably 
try to salvage a political career out of this. It's just incredible, just the uh, the hubris of some of these people. But you have to wonder about people like this because he's not the first politician who's been sort of caught uh, red-handed, so to speak, you know, in whatever his particular sexual belief systems or sexual desires are. I mean, there have been these other guys that have spoken very loudly about uh, being very anti-gay and being, you know, homophobic and just despicable in their rhetoric. But then all of a sudden one of them gets caught, you know, touching another guy's shoe in the bathroom, which is... I don't remember what his name was, but I don't know if you guys recall that story. Uh, he was from Idaho, actually. Uh, I cannot remember his name, but he was he was in office while we lived there. So was it the butt out guy? Butt out. I remember. That. <laughs> yeah. um, there was this politician. I think he was probably a Republican. I wasn't old enough to know or care, but he just had this really awful kind of redneck commercial and he was he used to say like well they say we should do this and you know what i say but out, out. <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know if that was him but uh, the news story was about how there was some politician who was you know touching someone else's shoe or whatever in a, in a bathroom, bathroom stall right and i guess that's code for i want to have sex with you or something like that i mean i don't really know but that's what the news was that came out and uh, well shocking he was one of these anti-gay rhetoric guys, too. So it really makes you wonder about all these politicians who make such a big deal about other people's sexual proclivities as though there's something wrong with it, as though there's a problem. Was, was it this Perry guy that's like very anti-gay now in the uh, Republican? Yeah, Rick Perry, I believe, is, is one of them among, you know, the gays Michelle are taken over the well, military. And I think Romney is to some extent. Uh, I heard that he had like a dinner party crashed by a gay military member. Really? Or something. No, yeah. he crashed a gay military. Here, here's what happened. Okay. There was an ex-military guy who was on a date with his boyfriend, and while his boyfriend was in the bathroom, Mitt Romney sat down and tried to pitch his anti-gay agenda. Just at some restaurant? Yeah, and this guy turned out to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> was he like dressed like a military guy or something? I'm not sure, but I saw wow. the story, the news story. It's pretty funny. Just be- <laughs> well, I haven't seen that yeah, one I'll yet. Have to Good look job. Into that now that yeah, that is pretty humorous. But you have to wonder, like, what what's going on with their psychology? Is it is some it sort guilt, of bizarre maybe? repression? I mean, and maybe the, since they were raised to have this belief, and they have, and they grew up with these feelings that contradict each other, so their belief and their feelings are kind of having this internal struggle within them, and they, you know, get upset about it and try to hide it, I guess, and. And, by, and so maybe the, maybe they feel like they can repress it by being as openly anti that particular right uh, right or maybe it's it's the idea. witch hunt uh, sort of mentality where if you point the finger at somebody else at least they're not looking at you perhaps so your thoughts are certainly welcome on this conversation as to what's going on you know behind the, the their what's going on in their mind what are they thinking. Uh, 855-453. Maybe you've been in a situation like this. Maybe at one time you were like this guy and very anti-gay with rhetoric perhaps, but then secretly you're actually gay. What's that like? 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can also bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. 
DigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Luther. Inviting you to the website, freetalklive.com. Shrine of Female Listeners is there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see that there. Again, shrine.freetalklive.com. And the holidays, uh, well, they're coming up fast. However, uh, whether you can get something delivered by Christmas or not is another question. But that doesn't mean that you don't want to consider how to help your family out on into the future, like with wisefoodstorage.com. Family or friends, uh, this is a good gift. Really good gift that you can give your your loved ones because it's peace of mind having something to to fall back on in an emergency situation, whether it be you know a hurricane or it be some sort of a snow a blizzard uh, situation. You know, being able to have food stored away is pretty important. WiseFoodStorage.com can help you. You can call them at eight five five FoodWise today and get a free entree sample. This pro- these products are great. I've had a few of them myself. I've enjoyed them. Luther, you've had some as well. Yep. Do you like it? It's tasty. It's, it really is, especially considering that uh, these things are sealed away in metal mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life. You that, e- that is quite surprising for how good they are, right. the quality. You wouldn't expect that for something that's going to last 25 years, but it is that good. And you prepare them in just minutes simply by adding water. Uh, go ahead. Get a uh, free entree sample. Try it out for yourself. Uh, you'll see that we aren't BSing you. Go uh, to wisefoodstorage.com or call them at 855-FOODWISE today. And when you're ready to place an order, use code FTL and get yourself free shipping and 10% off as well. So 855-FOODWISE, wisefoodstorage.com as uh, we continue here. So the news is about, well, there's a lot of news, but what we're talking about right now is this character, uh, Republican mayor from Mississippi, Greg Davis, who ran on one of these family values, I don't like them gays, uh, kind of typical Republican pound the, uh, the Bible platforms. And, you know, it turns out He's gay. (laughs) And I think it's okay that he's gay. That's good. Good for you, man. I'm glad you're finally comfortable enough with your sexuality to come out about it. Uh, That's good. But I'm sorry that you spent so many years of your life trying to repress your sexuality and not only repress your sexuality in your own life in whatever way that would manifest, but also to foist your particular belief system upon other human beings. Right. That's where I take issue with this guy. I wonder if it's like... Excuse me. If um you know some people are like pathological liars and they tell so many lies that they like start you you can tell a lie so many times that you will start to believe that it really happened or it is true. You know, I wonder if like maybe he was hoping that if he played this part for long enough he would turn he you know he would go ungay. Well, there is like a movement uh, within the kind of the Christian right to try to right. de-gayize uh, people, or for lack of a better term, ungay them, and uh, they're not very successful. I've been listening to uh, the folks over at Prometheus Unchained at FlamingFreedom.com, 
And there have been studies that have been done where, you know, like 80% of the guys that go into this program come back out and, you know, they find a new partner while they're in the program, that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's the idea that you can change somebody from that particular from who they are, yeah. From whoever they've been growing up being and who they, how they feel. I mean, it just it doesn't the concept work. irritates right. me because when you think about the nature of sexuality, it's it's not something you choose. It's just is. You know what I mean? It's not. So to suggest that you can just change who you're sexually attracted to is retarded. It doesn't well, it, make any sense. It it comes from the belief, and I believe it's a mistaken belief that it's a choice. It's a not lot, a choice. Right? It's not. I mean, if you talk to gay people, they'll tell you that. Would somebody choose that, that life? I mean, if you had a choice, to choose like, to be hated, yeah, to choose right. to be in a minority where people harass you, and I, I mean, I guess there's probably a few people out there who want would want to be different or whatever, and maybe would like it, but I don't. I think a lot of them would tell you they would choose otherwise, which is generally why it's a they hard, keep it in the it closet. It can be a very hard life. Some of them. And I, I think it's great when folks, uh, you know, c- can come out. And I feel like nowadays it's certainly easier than it was, uh, you know, even two or three decades ago sure. uh, to, to come out. I think that's that's good. But I think it's really dangerous when people repress their, you know, sexual predilections and uh, in the ways that, that we're seeing here where these people are trying to pass laws to control other people. And then you get all these this controversy about uh, gay marriage, etc. And I like what Ron Paul says uh, when he said on The Tonight Show the other night that uh, the government should get out of marriage entirely. And he got huge cheers for that. Yeah. Yeah, That's that was a, should be. That was a great interview. But uh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's got to be emotionally damaging to you, especially when you finally come to that realization yourself uh, you know, that's got to be the hardest moment for you, you know, like, okay, these people who I've hated forever and ever, you know, I'm one of them, you know, do mm. I hate myself? You but know, like I wonder how, how, which where came do I go first. from here? Sure, sure. What like, do you mean? Well, the realize, whether you realized you were gay or whether you hated them first. You know what I mean? Like, like, like a self-hating gay, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, did he start hating gay people because he was gay and he realized it or, you know what I mean? Interesting. I, I'd love to know what you think at 855-453. You can also bring up anything. Uh, we've got ICE 2020 on the line. You're on Free Talk Live calling from North Carolina. Go ahead with your thoughts. This is ICE 2020. How are you doing? I've been to y'all guys for like three years. Excellent. Every day straight. And Thanks. I like y'all show. It's pretty good. I don't agree with a lot of y'all stuff, of course, but I still listen because I've got the right to their own opinion. But when I listen to y'all guys talk about Ron Paul all the time, y'all do realize that when Ron Paul talked about dismantling civil rights legislation, it turns a lot of blacks off. It's a long time for um, blacks to get a little bit of laws passed so they could be treated equally because the free market wasn't creating that. You realize that, right? Well, what is it that he said that is so upsetting, in your opinion? Well, him and Rand Paul pretty much said they would take they would um, turn they would turn back 1964 Voting Acts right and the 1965 Civil Rights Act because a person, if you go into anybody's establishment. They should be able to determine who they want in their establishment or not, which is true. They can do that. But to say a person can't be in the establishment because they're black. Now, y'all guys are white, so I understand how y'all feel. But from a black person's point of view, it's a totally different perspective. You realize that, right? Well, do you do – I get what you're saying. And uh, do you understand that Ron Paul would also oppose the laws that segregated people? Not, that's not the point. I don't think he's – that's not what I hear from him. What I hear from him is that – the Tenth Amendment says state rights can tell us a state can do anything they want to do, which sounds great, but in theory, that's, that was the problem in the first place. The states were saying that blacks couldn't marry or whatever. They're making all types of laws based on how the state predominantly felt about the people in that state. 
and the federal government had to step in and stand, hold up, y'all guys, um, everybody's equal. Because, see, first of all, I'm equal to all men. You know what I mean? My color is irrelevant. No, oh, absolutely. I agree with you. So I'd like to know why you would want to go into, why, why would you want to patronize a store run by a racist? That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is, just by definition, we are equal, right? I agree. So why do you know what I mean? So why it's just so that being said, they meant they had to put stuff they had to put stuff on the books just to say that I'm equal to you. Yeah. Now why would you want to take that off the books? I'm not equal. Well, I understand. Well, just because it's written down on paper doesn't make it true. I'd say it's true because. No, but see, this is the, right, right, right. See, we can't. Okay. Right. What, just we're talking interrupt. about law. It's here. cool. We're talking about law. We're talking about statute. We're talking about okay. You can't. You can't. In other words, I can't just harm you because I don't like you. I just can't hurt you because you don't like me as a black person. That doesn't make sense, and it's not constructive. It's just destructive, matter of fact. Well, I like black so, people just fine. Well, so, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want you to put any words in anyone's mouth. I mean, I don't think anyone here has any problem with. I'm talking, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about myself. Okay. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about ICE twenty twenty. So obviously I can't speak for Ron Paul, right? Ice twenty twenty. Like I'm not Ron Paul, so I can't say exactly what Ron Paul would say here. But I can say as somebody who under kind of understands, I think that position, that like I I get it, man. It it must not have been easy uh, back in the day uh, for for people that were black. No doubt about it. However, I don't support using violence to to change things, okay? And so the states were using violence when it came to segregation laws and laws that, uh, that for instance, forced people to ride at the back of the bus. Uh, you know, this was a policy that was forced upon private bus companies uh, back in the, you know, when the, in the times in which we're speaking. And I'd like to bring you back here in a moment to continue this discussion here in a moment because Ron Paul wouldn't support those laws either. And... I don't certainly don't support those laws. I don't think uh, that uh, you know the state has a right to tell people who they can and can't service, whether they have to service certain people or whether they can't service other people. I don't think the state belongs in that discussion at all. 855-450-FREE. Your thoughts are welcome. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That is brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as $3 per month. You go to amp.freetalklive.com, use any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard right on our secure website, and that $3 will be invested into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board as well. Uh, once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks like access to the Amp-only call-in lines, the Amp-only forum podcast, and more. Once again, amp.freetalklive.com. 
And Ice2020 is still with us, uh, thankfully, calling from North Carolina, asking what I consider to be a really good and tough question, and that is uh, about Ron Paul's apparent stance about the repeal of the uh, the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Ice2020, are you back there with us? Yes, I'm still here. This is Ian, right? It, yep, you're speaking with Ian and Julia and Luther are also here tonight. Uh, so what I wanted to do here was share something with you. I just looked during the break there for Ron Paul's uh, statements on this matter. And he has indeed said on the floor of the House that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 did not improve race relations or enhance freedom. All you need to do, he said in an interview with uh, MSNBC, is to repeal the Jim Crow laws. Now, you you must be familiar with the Jim Crow laws, yes? Right, Jim Crow took place in the turn of the century after the um, Reconstruction. But, but what I'm talking about is just the fact, the simple fact that, but like I said, I can't speak for all. Well, Jim Crow laws t- t- took all place all. between 1876 and 1965, according to uh, Wikipedia. So I wouldn't quite right, call that the right. turn of the century exactly. It's a, that's a pretty big swath of time. Well, well, well yeah, you know, I'm, well, okay, I, I see. What you're saying, but it did take place after the Civil um, after the Civil War, basically. A lot of Jim Crow laws was written because blacks were free. Then as time went on, there was other laws written in other states that sort of like made us separate based on how they felt. I don't know all the details, but I do know, like I said, I can't speak for all blacks, and you can't speak for Ron Paul, but I can say without a doubt that the reason that a lot of blacks in particular turned away from the Libertarian Party, I listen to y'all guys all the time, even though I'm a diehard liberal. I got some, I got some good ideas, but in general, kind of hard to convince a black person to turn the clock, the clock back. Now, you know, but despite what he said, it's apparent that the laws was written for... Well, wait a minute. You think it would turn the clock back? Like if the Civil Rights Act uh, were, were gone tomorrow and people could discriminate at their businesses, I mean, what do you really think that would change? I would say that type of behavior would be intolerable in the modern age. Like, I can't imagine anybody who would put up with that. Nobody I know would. right. Just because, of the, first of all, the law is not going to be changed. Let's be realistic about it. It's I think that's realistic. Uh, but, okay. But that's so what, what, the, point, the point I'm trying to say, right, it's very distasteful to blacks in general for someone to even say that. I think you're missing my point. I think you, I'm, I was trying to tell you why a lot of blacks do not go towards Ron Paul. And I'm telling you because his stance on legislation is not even It's irrelevant what he thinks, but when he says it, it makes people think that maybe he wants... Like, he may not even... I can't read his mind. He may not feel that way. He may not have no animosity towards me feeling black. But when a person says things like that, it paints the it paints the picture. I'm sorry, it does. I can I can see where where you're coming from. That maybe um, just saying that sort of implies yeah, something it. else. I mean, Sure, and of course people are going to hear a sound bite and they're not going to ask... Right, so Ice 2020, people are going to hear the sound bite and they're not going to ask for clarification. I think you're right. Anytime that you take a, a controversial stance and, and somebody doesn't want to take the time to learn more about it, then, you know, they're going to join, they're going to jump to a conclusion and that well, conclusion... Well, I'm probably not any work in it's like the President Obama. But President Obama, which I'm a diehard liberal, I support the President, but he's not taking any effort to go to the um, black communities because he got... He's going to have the black vote anyway, so why should he take the time out to go to the black community? He got to focus on what he's going to get. So Ron Paul is focusing on things like, I'm sorry, right? But a lot of y'all guys try to, y'all seem like y'all playing the victim role. Everybody's a victim now. Black victims, Spanish victims, white victims. It's like everybody's a victim now. That's the impression I'm getting. Who, who's playing the victim role exactly? Like everybody's playing the victim role. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I see everybody's that. Everybody's a victim. Sure, sure. Everybody, you know, thinks somebody else is doing wrong to them, you know. The government, with, the with, government is wrong. Well, I'm with wrong. The, Look, 
with the Christians, Sorry. you know, it's like the war on Christmas thing with uh, atheists and Muslims. It's that they're being uh, persecuted by Christians, you know, with uh, the blacks, it's the whites, or with the uh, 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 Latinos, it might be that the whites don't want them there, or the whites think the Latinos are trying to invade, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so everybody's trying to victimize themselves. I, I get what you're saying. Well, okay, but the thing I disagree with, what you're saying, look, I, I tw- look, Ice 2020, I totally understand what you're saying about people hearing a soundbite and thinking something, but Ron Paul's not out there as part of his campaign platform saying, let's get rid of the Civil Rights Act. That he's only The only time that ever comes up is when some uh, interviewer wants to make him look bad. They ask him that question, and he's going to be honest with how he feels, so he tells you what he really thinks about it. And then, you know, that blows up into whatever controversy comes out of that. So that's not a campaign item for him. He's not trying to get in there and repeal that. That's just people are asking him how he feels about it. And he's simply explaining, look, I think the market can handle these things and we don't need to have, you know, the force of government in there. Huh? I don't think the market can handle it. And it sounds like it's sincere. No, it sounds like it's sincere. When he he does that, it sounds kind of, you know, he doesn't even consider the feelings of, of a certain the whole segment of people, but I, say, I can't. I don't. I can't read the man mind. I'm just going by do, how it's. Do you saying. think that if you don't think the market could have eliminated uh, that the, the market could have handled this, nah, then the do you support the, 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 the civil the war? Could, no, the market couldn't. Have, if the market could have did it, it would have did it. So the market would not have done it. They did it in the, the north. How could the market have done it the when the government was there? The Hold on, Ice slavery. 2020. How could the market have done it when the government was there forcing the market to behave in a certain way by forcing segregation? No, no, no. First of all, we're talking about two different things. You said slavery. Okay. No, no, no. I was talking slavery about. Was I was talking. We can talk about either one if you want to. Which one do you want to talk hold about? All your time off, I know you got other things to do, but basically, what I'm saying is that the reason that a lot of people of color, because I can't just say black, but mostly black, have nothing against Ron Paul, but it seems very, you know, very insensitive to say things about turning the clocks on certain legislation that a lot of blacks. Are- I get what you're saying. We've already agreed. I understand what you're saying. He's got his position. People don't want to look into it. They don't want to learn more about it. They just hear a soundbite and they make a decision about it. And I'm trying to dig into the issue with you here. So do you want to talk about slavery or do you want to talk about the civil rights situation? Because I can handle well, either one of them. Whatever one you want to talk about. It doesn't matter. Okay. So I'm just wondering, I mean, you seem to th- if you think it's okay to use force to, to solve problems between people, because that's what I'm hearing from you, because that's what the Civil Rights Act was. It was, it was you know, essentially force of the federal government. Then you also support the, uh, the Civil War. Uh, no, first of all, I think you need to check your facts on that. I think it's starting about 1954. When the, when the government wasn't doing a whole lot about in, um, civil civil rights injustices, so people start becoming activists. So they start like the boycotts in Birmingham, Alabama, and stuff like that. Boycotts, I support. Street, I support then, boycotts. And then, the government, and then, and then, when people were trying to exercise their right to be activists, the government had to step in to protect those people because the locals were beating them up. So I think you're getting it wrong. Well, I mean, if, if somebody's actually being protected, then that's fine. I mean, yeah, I support people being protected. You've seen the old footages. I'm a little older than you guys, but you've seen the old footages about the water hoses and the dogs and stuff like sure. that. Sure, sure. I mean, it's hor- it's horrible. It stops some people from being, being abused, you know what I mean? So it depends on what perspective of force you mean, protection or aggression. 
Well, what I was talking about is the force that is being threatened on people who are, you know, now unable to discriminate in their uh, their place of business. Now, I don't support discrimination, but I support someone's right to set whatever rules they want for their own business, even if I disagree with those rules. So if somebody wants to have a, a women's only club, then I support their right to have that club. I mean, I, I don't want to go there. You're putting a very broad brush in because now we're talking about we got laws, right? Because we didn't have laws. I know you guys call yourself anarchists. Somehow, I do not call myself an anarchist. Have, I don't know about Julia and anarchist. Luther. I'm just saying, if you don't have laws, you have a certain amount of anarchy. And sometimes, in order to make sure those laws are followed, you got a certain certain rules because people won't follow those laws. So, so do you think all laws should be followed? I mean, yes, some laws. Should, yes, some, some laws, laws or all. I think most laws. I think I think that's. Most laws are somewhat reasonable, and they have a reason. Some of them are antiquated, but on the most part, you know what I mean, just to have some order, yeah. Just to have order, yeah, I believe that. What about the runaway slave laws of the 1800s? Should they have been followed? And, they, and, 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 and those laws were bad, right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you, but they were changed. Well, bad laws should be disobeyed, and uh, so I support the disobeying of those bad see, laws. See, not, and I not, think not, that not, was Harriet Tubman a bad person because she didn't follow that? Well, law? no, he he doesn't like those laws, so he's okay with not following those laws. I tell you what, Ice, hold on, I want to bring you back here. I think it's an important conversation. I don't know if we're having much of a conversation, but uh, there's certainly ideas being thrown out here. I still haven't gotten a straight answer from ISIS whether or not he supports the Civil War. I really would like to hear about that. Do you think that 600,000 people had to die in order to set the slaves free back then? 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. Do you want to do something that will impact the world in a positive way? Do you have a skill or ability that could help advance human freedom? Introducing the Freedom Engineers. Freedom Engineers are a cadre of builders, coders, designers, funders, and more from around the unfree world who are right now collaborating on the technologies and enterprises that will build the free future. Join a growing network of inspired individuals to get the help you need to complete your radical idea or jump in and lend a hand with exciting projects already in motion. Go to freedomengineering.org to get connected. Sign up for the free newsletter and check out the Freedom Engineering blog to hear the latest about what's happening behind the scenes. Freedomengineering.org. It's time to build freedom. That you want and dial in toll free at 855 450 free. That's 1 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is where you can go. Lots of features there, and we give them to you free. So head on over to freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, the second hour, it's Ian and Julia and Luther. We, uh, for those of you just tuning in, we are going to enter a conversation or re enter a conversation with Ice 2020. He's been Calling, he's called in from North Carolina with, I think, a, you know, a pretty good concern uh, about sure. Ron Paul and his position on the Civil Rights Act. 
And what has been pointed out thus far is that Ron Paul is not campaigning on removing the Civil Rights Act. It's just that certain people who are out to get Ron Paul are out to kind of impugn him as much as possible. Uh, they are bringing it up, you know, or they're likely to bring it up in interviews or bring up a, a past interview that he's had about this subject where he's going to be honest with you because that's pretty much what Ron Paul does, and he's going to tell it to you like he thinks, and he thinks that there shouldn't have been the Civil Rights Act, but he also thinks there shouldn't have been Jim Crow laws. So his his position is that there should be no governmental position on segregation at all. Segregation should not be forced, and segregation should not be, or, or discrimination should not be prohibited. So if some a-hole racist, you know, Hick wants to open up some sort of a store or or restaurant or whatever, and he only wants to serve uh, white people, then that's his business. I don't want to patronize that person, and none of my friends would want to patronize that person. In fact, we would actively likely campaign against a business like that coming into town. That seems like it would be a terrible decision for a business owner. Because a lot of people would find that really intolerable, no matter how, I mean, that seems to me like you would really just, I mean, you'd lose your business. In today's day and age? I would hope so. And a person like that would deserve to lose their business. I agree. But if they're forced by law to accept everyone in there, then how will you know that that person's a racist? How will you know that you want to, you know, go against that business? Maybe subtly there'll be things that, that, you know, he does or his staff does over time where you'll kind of get the message like, you know, you're not wanted around here. But it won't ever be overt like it could be. And you won't ever really get to, uh, you know, get to kind of splay that out there. For, for folks like, look, this guy's got a, an out-and-out policy against black people uh, coming into his business. Let's ostracize him. Let's boycott. And uh, boycott and other peaceful market-based means are things that I support as far as changing things. Or like you pointed out, Luther, back in uh, the 1800s with the Underground Railroad, helping people escape from situations where they are enslaved and oppressed. Yes, that, that is, makes sense. That is uh, true compassion right there. Not making a law. Making a law is not compassion. Helping them. Actually doing it. Taking action for yourself. That's important. Now, does that include, Luther, when you're taking that action, going in and slaughtering the slave owners? No. Violence is not compassion. Let's go back to ICE 2020, because ICE, I really want to know from you, I mean, do you support the Civil War as a solution to slavery? Do we still have ICE? Because, see, because I'm going to quantify this. I mean, I'm the only... I'm, I'm black and you're white, okay? And I'm sorry, let's, let's, keep it, let's keep it real. From my perspective, of course. I mean, I want to be free. If I was there, I would support it. Even now, I would support it. I would support anything for me to be free. Whatever it takes for me to be free. Now, you don't have that issue, so it's hard for you to... to See, I'm not willing to kill other human beings over, over that. That's fine. That's fine. From your perspective, it's easy to say that. It's, it's simple for you to say that. Well, I'm not free right now. But I'm not free right now and I'm not killing anyone. It's easy for you to say those things. Because we're white. But I thought we were equal. We are equal. I'm equal. I'm equal to all men. But reality, but my unemployment rate for blacks is still 60% and whites is 10%. So let's not get it twisted. Okay. Let's be be honest about this. Now, they vote laws, like you said. It's easy for you to say, just don't go to the restaurant. That's easy for you to say. How does it make me feel as a man to not be able to go into a restaurant? How does it make me feel as a man for me not to enjoy the same privileges as you enjoy? Do you feel the same thing about not being able to go into the ladies' gym? Total different thing. Total, completely different thing. Why is that different? Etiquette etiquette and protocol because of of male and female based on 
a person being considered a human being or not. Wait a minute. I don't, underst- I don't understand ice. Why is you that different? If- you understand what I'm saying, but it's fine. It's fine. I know you understand what I'm saying, but it's fine if you want to make the argument to go to those hyperbole steps to make the leap. To make that type of leap is fine, but I'm just saying right now. Well, some people get very offended when they aren't allowed into clubs of the opposite gender. There was that guy that, uh, uh, remember that story from the the, uh, the guy that wanted to be a waitress at Hooters? I mean, he was very upset about that. Let's let's stick with the reality that we have right now. Well, that was reality just a few years ago, several years ago. It was was a lot of of activism took place to try to push this. We're trying to slowly move. It's not there. We're not there yet. Even though we got Barack Obama, we're not there yet. So we're taking baby steps to try to get there. Well, I agree so with you. We're not there yet. I mean, there's still a lot of hatred. There's still a lot of uh, misunderstanding it in is. the world. And and forcing uh, forcing a particular viewpoint down someone's throat is not the way to to change people's minds. Don't you don't you think I can't that read, I can't read Ian? I can't read your mind. I have no way of knowing what you think about me. All that I know that they put things on the books to try to make things equal. And if you want to try to go against that, that's fine. You know what I mean? Because you can, but at least. But that's just it. That's where you. That's what you're not seeing. That's what you're not seeing. I'm not against. I'm not against people being equal. I'm against people having force used against them. And in the case of the Jim Crow laws, force was used against businesses who might have wanted to have an integrated bus. If I was operating a bus line, hold on, ICE. If I was operating a bus line in the South in the 1950s, then I would have been forced by Jim Crow laws to segregate my customers. Even if I told, even if I said, no, no, I don't want to segregate my customers they can sit wherever they damn well please on my bus i would have been arrested and that's why you try to change the law you can get rid of the laws you don't have to add more laws you could just get rid of the laws see what's going on so they could try to have the everybody try to do like you you belong to the 90 no you don't belong to the 91 but you've been doing some things for the 99 percent movement You've been talking about that a little bit. Yeah, right? I've been out at uh, Occupy uh, Keene, sure, and Occupy but, New Hampshire. But, but you, so in a small little way, you feel as though things can get better at some point. It ain't going to happen overnight, but things can get better. So you take an active steps. So like when I, went to Million, I went to the Million Man March back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So supporting something I felt I believe in. You know what I mean? I'm probably pro-black, too, by the way. So I do little small things. I'm not a violent person. I was in the Army, but I'm not a violent person. But I do know that in order for things to change, you got to work towards those changes in a small way. And if, like I said, I haven't against Ron Paul except for, like I said before, right, he just say a few things that people find distasteful because they seem insensitive. And I'm not trying to, I mean, that's all I'm saying. Okay, I see where you're coming from, and I thank you for the call, Ice. I do. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. And I think that's a very valid point. I mean, I could see how that could upset you, you know? Sure. If if I was the if I was in a different country and I was the minority, you know, like I would be upset by something like that. You know, if somebody made a broad sweeping statement about all people of European descent. And at the same time, if that person was operating a business, I I would probably get the message that I wasn't wanted there, and right. that uh, maybe I should find somewhere else to go. And this is maybe not a good neighborhood to live in. Um, this is not a good good place for me. Right. You know? I don't expect everyone to accept me. I guess. Um, I don't know. If that's impractical, if that makes me less of a man, or what? It's a it's a tough issue. I mean, I don't know. It, I, it certainly is. I, I mean. am with both of you, but I understand how one could be emotional about that. And I have never had, you know what I mean? I'm a white female, so it's not, I've never experienced that. But no, I have experienced neither. hatred, you know what I mean? So I know what that feels like. Sure. 
Toll-free number 855-450-FREE if you'd like to share your experiences. People are discriminated against in a lot of different ways. Right. It doesn't uh, have to be about race. No, it could be about age. Like, for instance, I don't want to let anybody under the age 21 into my club. Or I don't want to let, you know, like we're talking about, you know, males into my female gym. Or I don't want to let somebody with blonde hair in because I don't like you blondies. You know, whatever. It's it's You know, and these are all, all of the things that, not the hair color, I don't think. Right. But um, age is on the official list of like government what you can't discriminate for well but you can in in many areas in many cases the government forces it upon you well on their list like when you learn about harassment when you're a manager age is one of the things you cannot discriminate against so there's all these things Mm -hmm. and that's one of them and i mean there's a whole bunch more the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. What if I'm running Hooters and I, I don't want to have a grandma serving my uh, my Hooters wings to my customers? How so I'm gonna, dare you? I'm going to discriminate on age on that one. More coming up here. 855-450-FREE. And if you don't like it, you can open up a grandma's bar. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Want, just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, and we give them to you. So head on over and enjoy stuff like our news updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that uh, you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for emails, or you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Again, news.freetalklive.com. And I want to introduce you to a product that I, I happen to be a fan of. It's, it's in my car, the Freedom Cam. You can go to freedomcam.net. When it comes to potential police abuse, it's the most important place to protect yourself. If you're out on the roads, you know. You've probably been pulled over before. This is one of the most vulnerable places where people uh, you know, are subject to seizures, searches, stops, waylayings, uh, aggression of all sorts. And if you've got a video camera with you, it helps. But I can tell you from experience, it can be difficult when the pressure's on, when that guy's coming up to your window and they've got a gun, you know, and you're maybe pretty nervous, maybe you've never gone through it before, even if you have, uh, just being able to pull out your phone, put in the lock code, get to, uh, you know, quick.com or whatever, it can be kind of difficult. Sure. And there's always a chance you're going to be out in a bad cell phone area or whatever, or that maybe your phone will malfunction. So why not have yourself something installed permanently in your car, on the dash uh, of your car, mounted to your your vehicle that's going to be able to record both in front of your car and in the cab of your car. You're going to get the audio. It's actually got infrared illumination. So when the sun goes down, the infrared lights on this thing turn on. You can't see infrared, but it does bathe the inside of your car in something the video camera can see, the freedom cam can see. And so therefore, even if it's midnight, you're still going to get a picture uh, inside your vehicle when this thing's operating. You get pulled over, that freedom cam is there, and it's rolling. 
And it's going to, you know, if the cops hurt you or they do something stupid or whatever, it's, it's catching all of it. It's also right. catching you picking your nose as well. <laughs> but, uh, but it's there at all times. And it's got uh, GPS as well. So there's actually a, a record of where you've been and how fast you were going. And all of that information is there uh, for you. So not only right. is it useful. So if the cop says you were speeding and you know you weren't, you can pull that up. You've you got know. the proof and you can bring that yeah, to court. Yeah, or if the cop says you were here and you weren't, you got the proof. Right. So it's really useful for, for a variety of different uh, things. And it's pretty affordable, too. makes a great gift for the activist in your family or your friends who are activists or yourself. Freedomcam.net. Head on over there and learn more about it and place your order. That's freedomcam.net. Uh, as we continue here, I think we, you know, this topic of discrimination deserves, I think, a little bit more uh, discussion. We just had a gentleman on the phone with us concerned about uh, Ron Paul and his position on the Civil Rights Act of 1965. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's true. Ron Paul opposes the Civil Rights Act of 1965. But the other side of that story is he also opposed the Jim Crow laws. And yeah. It was the Jim Crow laws and the, you know, the d- terrible things that were happening as a result of those laws that kind of, you know, went on to create the pendulum swinging in the other direction, which was forcing the end of uh, discrimination through. The uh, I Civil wish I had, I had gotten to ask Ice this. Ice 2020 I, was his name, right? Yeah. I wish I would have gotten to ask him this. Uh, has he ever actually read the Civil Rights Act? Because I know I haven't. I have a, a good idea of what it means, but who knows what's in there? Like, it could say anything. Well, this is a good point. I can't say I have read any laws because I find them absolutely intolerable yes. and <laughs> uh, incredibly difficult to read. And I think most people haven't read the laws either. And I they think just, they're written like that on purpose. Right. They're written by lawyers for lawyers. So, you know, if you get in trouble with one of the laws, then you can hire a lawyer who can help you, uh, supposedly, right. out of thousands of your dollars. So, uh, you know, it's it's difficult because you know, people focus on that one side of things and they don't focus on the other side, which is that Ron Paul wouldn't support any laws for or against the this situation. He would support the market deciding. And that can be an uncomfortable process where, yeah, people are doing – can do ugly things in the marketplace. But if you let the marketplace solve those problems, it comes up with – Voluntary, peaceful solutions like boycotts, mm-hmm. like you know, spreading the word about bad business owners and bad business uh, policies. Because whether we're talking about discrimination or not, there are still business owners that make choices that people are going to disagree with, uh, with how they run their business, and it makes sense to publicize these things. Well, and it's not like it would be a secret. I mean, I feel like something like that would be. A, big news, and B, if you had a restaurant and you didn't allow black people in, you would either have to have a sign that said, no blacks, or you would have to have a hostess who said, you're black, you can't come in here. And it's not like that would be, I mean, people would know about that. That's very newsworthy. Word would have spread fast in 1950 about something like that around a town, and word could spread even faster today with social networking. And he's also not realizing the flip side of things which is that there could be a black restaurant owner that doesn't allow white people in there could be mexican le- and i that wouldn't don't, support those places I either. either no racism is is racism no right. matter which direction it's going i find racism to be absolutely despicable which is why i i support i think the races should get together personally i really do i think that uh, you know like the yeah the, get them away from me right the crazy white separatist people let them go ahead and separate themselves away from everyone please i i, I want i want nothing to do with these folks right 
and you know that and then let them have their little white town and or white state or whatever and i'm just going to stay the hell away from it i'm not going right. to do any business with those people not going to go on vacation there nope exactly and who who would the only people who would would be really questionable folks that i wouldn't want to have any associations with and so let them cut themselves off from the world and see how things go you know if they think they can go and grow all their own food and you know do whatever they want close down their borders cuz think about it like these crazy white separatist people if they actually had their way they'd move into their own little enclave they'd they'd probably want to shut down the borders mm-hmm. not that anyone would want to come into a place like that i mean can you imagine some mexican would want to immigrate into that place right no way and in fact, if you look at uh, Alabama, in fact, uh, also Georgia, we talked about how Georgia passed one of these anti-immigration laws that uh, you know was cracking down, and so immigrants just left in droves. And there were all these, you know, fruits and veggies rotting on the vine as a sure, result sure. of that. And even back in uh, the late 1800s. Uh, blacks were moving out of the South, and the early 1900s, blacks were moving out of the South because of the the racist climate down there, because they had no political clout, because they couldn't get jobs, you know? So that's the market at work. You know, they were going where the jobs were, where they were accepted, you know, right. and... and is that a bad thing? Well, it's bad from the perspective that it sucks to have to move. Yes. Right? Like, that sucks. You're born in a place where things are not so friendly around you, and you realize down the line that, you know... I might do a little better for myself if I were living 300 miles that way or whichever direction, but out of here. Right. But that means that the impetus is on you as the person who is being kind of the victim of these uh, discriminatory, perhaps even violent uh, situations on the parts of uh, certain racist individuals. And it's unfortunate because, you know, it's kind of uh, a lot of people are stubborn, right? Like, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stick this out. And, you know, I love my home and, and this is where I'm going to stay. I get it. I totally understand. But if you could be more free simply by going somewhere else, why not do that? I did it. That's what I did. Yeah. I I had a a nice life set up for me in Florida. I was in a band. I had lots of friends, you know. I had stuff to do. Sure. It would have been plenty easy to stay there. Sure. I'm glad I didn't, though. Me too. Most of my old friends, in fact, like every one of them just about is like a total loser that stayed down there. Really? (laughs) Sadly. They weren't losers before, but now they are. Well, they were young before, so you can't really be a loser when you're 18. But when you're 27 and you don't, you know, you haven't done anything still, you're you're starting to become a loser. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Beware the man with one gun, for he probably knows how to use it. Never has this been more true than with the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. The one rifle to have, if you could have only one. It's the perfect lightweight, hard-hitting, do-it-all bolt-action rifle. Affordable, versatile, and reliable. Delivers 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. Visit Ruger.com slash Scout Rifle or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. It's mine, and it's American. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything that you want and dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. They have a full-loaded approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. That's why their staff is respectful. They record every call and have the best equipment money can buy so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's right there at the top of our banner column. That's freetalklive.com. 
freetalklive.com. And speaking of freetalklive.com, you can go there and watch the show if you want over at the webcam at cam.freetalklive.com. And you'll be able to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners there because the chat room is built into the same page. So head over to cam.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Terry listening in Hawaii. Terry, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going now? Hey, what's on your mind? Oh, well, I just I don't know what station I was listening to because I'm listening to it on the Internet and I'm listening to it on the phone and it doesn't really sound the same. Um, but y'all were just talking about the uh, Ron Paul uh, incident. Ron Paul incident? Do you mean Ron Paul's position on the Civil Rights Act? Yeah. Are you are you saying uh, host that were that was yes. had that conversation with that? You are I, on the correct show. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm say truth. I'm really sad that I had to hear that because Ron Paul was to me was my man. Because out of all those Republicans, I kind of thought that Ron Paul really knew knew what he was talking about. It was pretty much pretty much straightforward. But from hearing that conversation with that guy. And knowing that Ron Paul, Ron Paul felt that way, kind of made me feel uneasy. And that's why, <clears throat> uh, with ICE, what is what was his name? ICE. ICE twenty twenty. Yeah, and, and that's how pretty much how black people feel because we felt like we had to fight for that, you know, and for and the struggle that we had to go through to get what we got, you, you had to die for that. And, and I know there was one guy that was on, that was on the show that was saying that, um, is that something you would fight for? You know, is that something that that must be pushed on somebody? Yes, because there has to be a check and balance. If you don't implement a, a type of law, there, there'll never be no check and balance. So a person may say, you know, that, oh, I'm not racist. You know, I, I allow anybody to come to my shop. But indirectly, you know, he'll put on a, a, a racist behavior. So there's no check and balance to, to somebody's conduct. So that's the reason why it has to be. Well, wait a minute. Why does the check and balance have to be the, the force of the state? Why can't the check and balance be a boycott? Why can't the check and balance be the word of mouth, uh, spreading the word about a bad oh, business? Because it takes too long for it to, before it be, to be noticed. And it takes too long for it to, really? to, to have Well, I'm a, I can tell yeah, you, if you like, stand out front well, of someone's well, business well, with a okay, sign, well, it's not going to take a long time to be noticed. People are going to well, see that. Look, look, how, look how long it took. For the, the boycott to last during the when when Rosa Parks decided to sit in the back of the bus, it took a long time. Well, wasn't for that law to get implemented so that anybody can sit anywhere on well, the bus? Wasn't that a law though? That yes, that they had yeah, to sit it, in it, the back but, of the bus. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so boycott. So, so using the same. And can, can I just make my point boy- real quick? Go ahead, go ahead. Well, well, using the same mechanism of violence against those people in retaliatory violence, is is that moral? No, you're right. No, it's not moral. Right. That's, that's, moral. that's the only point but, we're trying to make. Okay, okay. Come, come here. Just hold on. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, if it's not moral, what you're saying, to, to, to fight just, just because somebody... But if you've been burdened for so many years, your, mother, your mother's been, been beat up, your dad's been hung, your sister's been raped for so many years. You're going to have that pit of anger towards someone because they're neglecting you from 
your your civil liberty that this American. I get it, dude. I've been angry. I know. I've talked about on. Uh Look, I know you just tuned tuned to the show for the first time, but I've talked about on this program in the past how I used to be pretty angry because I've seen people uh, arrested and thrown in cages for having a plant in their pocket. I've seen uh, you know there there are people that have had their their freedom taken away from them for the most pitily of reasons, and there's no shortage of this. You look around the country; uh, there are over 1.5 million arrests every single year just for drug possession for the most part yeah. in this country and i see that and i'm outraged and i've been outraged by it that and other things that the these government people have done to innocent people not just blacks and hispanics but everybody yeah. uh especially yeah. poor people as well i see these these depredations and these terrible things that are that are going on and it really upsets me and sometimes right. you know in the past i used to think violent thoughts about trying to fix those problems but then i moved to new hampshire and i found hope again and i changed my perspective from anger to to peace and love and forgiveness and it's not easy to come from those perspectives because sometimes i'll see somebody doing something that i think is wrong like somebody working for the government hurting somebody and i'll get upset again and i'll get angry about it but i try to you know try to control myself so i i think i can understand having that pit of anger i got a question i got a question for you how would you boycott someone who's got a tv show and his TV show, he has his chalkboard, and he, and the way he carries himself and the hostility that he has, it's like he's indirectly promoting, like say if he was a black person, and he's indirectly promoting racism by the things he says that, that may not have any facts to it, but the way he articulates the matter of it, it sounds like it's true. How can you, how can you boycott that? And what, 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 well, there are different the tactics. Reason why, asking, reason why I'm asking this question because there was a guy. There's a guy that I don't know if he was on Fox News Channel, but I think he's. I think he's on one of those news channels where he got his little chalkboard and everything. Probably Glenn Beck. Sounds like Glenn Beck. Yeah, yeah. So and, and that right there, that the thing why I'm, I'm getting at is that it's right now what I see right now as a black man, I see indirect racism. I don't see it just all oh, you. you can so hang. you've got two options. Since you asked the question, I'm going to answer it. You've okay. got two okay. options for the guy with the chalkboard. Okay. One uh-huh. option number one is you start your own TV show and you can popularize your message and get your ideas out there. But number two is you can also boycott the advertisers of that show. You can call station management and I'm let them know how me. you feel. I'm, I'm, but I'm one person. Then well, you presume, need to talk to everybody people, right, you most know. People, most, most people don't know how, know how to articulate their thoughts like like the way he. So you can be a spokesperson for other people that agree with you, and clearly you're not going to be the only one who who thinks this right. way. There's probably and, others and, who think. And, like and you, you sound do. like you can articulate your thoughts pretty well. So and maybe you could speak well, for I, other I, people. You know, the only way I only way I've done this is by listening to people like you and copying. Like, you know how like you have a child and you think of a, of a child uh, learning how to talk. Well, the child learns how to talk by listening. And and copying whatever the mother or father thinks. So that's all I've been doing sure. is listening to what you what you you've been saying, and then copying everything that you say by you know just speaking. But I mean, but I'm one out of many. I mean, I, but I'm one out of a hundred. You know, and not not too many people like me is going to do something like that. 
So someone's getting on the airwaves and saying something you disagree with. You can either uh-huh. respond to that person's uh, statements on their own show to whatever extent they allow or the management would, uh, would allow you to comment, or you can just go and compete with them. You know, it reminds me of a complaint that uh, was received over at the local public access TV station here in Keene, New Hampshire. And it actually was a complaint that was received multiple times by the guy that runs the station, the executive director. He has to field all the phone calls from all the people that don't like what they see on the air. And so – when the free uh, liberty activists in the area started a show up a few years ago, Free Minds TV is still on the air. There were some complaints okay. that were coming in from people. Uh, one guy actually came into the uh, the office of the guy that runs the station and says, "We, you need to take this show off the air. And he looked at him and he said, well, I can't do that. This is public access. Anyone's allowed to have a show and they can say pretty much whatever they want to. And so, that's a problem. That, that, that's no, it's not problem. a problem because the answer to that is the answer to speech you don't like, Terry, is more speech. That's not a problem. So the answer so, that he I'm told this guy was, no, I'm not going to take him off the air. Hold on, Terry. What he said was, is I'm not going to take that show off the air, but you could have a show. And, of course, the person who was complaining, well, they don't want to do that because that actually takes effort. It's a lot harder to actually get out there and create a product for yourself and uh, you know an alternative product than it is to complain about the existing ones. Go ahead, Terry. Okay, and another question is, because I heard someone say, saying, uh, do you, oh, you were asking that one guy, I-20, or something like that, uh, do you think uh, the Civil War was needed? And, and, and my answer, it, it was the uh, main reason why, because if, 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 if the South and the North didn't intervene in trying to free in the, the slaves, it had been an internal civil war between slaves. There's more coming up there. here in a moment. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, and that is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-FREE. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features we give to you there. You can also support Free Talk Live by getting your last-minute holiday shopping taken care of. It's not too late uh, to get stuff from Amazon, for instance, and have it delivered before Christmas. But you probably should go and order, like right now, uh, over at shop.freetalklive.com. If you're willing to pay more for you know extra fast shipping, you can probably put it off another day or so. But go to shop.freetalklive.com, and you'll be able to enter Amazon through the links there at the top. Different Amazons for different countries. Uh, you click into the one that's appropriate for you, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase price when you start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Also, there's new egg links there as well. When you shop through the new egg links, if you need some computer parts, for instance, then the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund will receive a portion of your purchase. So great ways to help uh, some liberty organizations over at shop.freetalklive.com as we go back to Terry listening in Hawaii. Terry, you're back on Free Talk Live uh, with Ian Julia and Luther. Are you still there? 
Yes, sir. Sorry, we had to sort of brutally put you on hold. We're nailed to the clock, and uh, the brakes come when they come. So uh, we we were talking about Ron Paul discrimination, uh, boycotts, and you know how to handle undesirable business owners without using the coercion and the threats of the government. And we got onto the issue of the uh, the Civil War, and you were saying that you thought the Civil War was was worth it, right? Can you can you just recap what you were saying there before the break? Okay, what, what I was saying is, is during that during that time and era, a lot of slaves were running away from the plantation, and most of mo- the good majority of these slaves were running towards a lot of tribal um, areas and, and aiding with the tribes, and they actually they would became as a tribe member. And what I'm saying is, if the North and the South didn't resolve their conflict through this war, it had been another civil conflict between the Native Americans and, and the African slaves against the slave owner. And that, that was that, that would have been a big ordeal because back in those back in those days they made it it, it, it was becoming so detrimental to to the uh, how can I say the 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 uh, colonial uh, the, the colonial areas that slaves was made in with the uh, Native Americans that they even made a law to prohibit that from from slaves mating or, or becoming a member of those tribes. So let me see if I've got. Let me see if I'm understanding what you're saying. You're saying that uh, that if the Civil War hadn't happened and 600,000 people were killed, that mm-hmm. slaves would have teamed up with Indians and killed the slave masters. Seems like the latter portion would have been preferable. I mean, I don't support violence as a solution. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it was needed. It was needed. Uh, from, from both ends, it was. But isn't that um, what you were? Did I misunderstand you? Because did I not hear you say that if it weren't for the Civil War, that Indians and blacks would have teamed up and killed slave owners? No, I didn't think kill. Well, you're making it sound a little bit vicious, but it would it would have been a war. It would have been that. War is vicious. Of, war is it, killing. Well, I said, bottom line, it still would have been a civil war. Way it goes. It, it well, I'd rather it, have it, that it, happen because then at uh-huh. least you're killing the oppressors and not the poor bastards that fought for the the South and the North. I mean, the wars are fought by poor people, and mm-hmm. uh, they're fought by poor people for the benefit of the right. politicians. Right. Yeah, and, and their rich buddies, right. you know, like in this you're case, right. the plantation owners. I have a question yeah, for you. You're right, you're right, you're right. War is mostly fought by by poor people, like the like the Bolsheviks against the czars. Yeah, you're right. I, I have a question for you, and that's because we talked about the Civil War with the ICE, ICE 2020 guy that called, and we're kind of talking about okay. it now. But um, are you aware or how do you feel about the fact that the Civil War was really not about slavery at all and Abraham Lincoln did not care about freeing the slaves? Yeah, and you're right. It was, it was about a, a, a change in the industrial uh, age. That's, that's what it was really about. But uh, I think with, with made it more about the slave is when I think the North was losing the battle. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Well, it was very it, unpopular, it was, uh, an unpopular war in the North. And uh, Lincoln was at risk of losing his presidency and the war ending and the nation being divided. Yeah, and it, and it, and it, and it's, uh, with the second term, that's, that's where uh, he was losing the battle. Am I right? Right, and it also. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just going to ask. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you're, you you've okay. got it pretty much right. It also he he used uh, the Emancipation Proclamation as a way to prevent European powers from siding with the South. Because you know, yeah. think about it. If 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 it's a war just about separation, separating the country, you know, that's one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But if it's a war about slavery, who's going to want to yeah. touch that with a ten foot pole? Nobody. Yeah. 
And he didn't actually set any slaves free in the South with the Emancipation Proclamation, no. isn't that right? No. Just, I, think, I think more or less it was just because they wanted the South to do away with the slaves and, and be more programmed to the new technology age that they they were just pioneering in uh, in the North, that they had gotten from Britain, you know, the industrial age of how to, how to uh, use machinery to uh, agriculture. And these things would have happened on their own. See, this is the point that people overlook about the civil wars. They think that we had to have the civil war to end slavery. Of course, it's completely wrong for some of the reasons Luther was pointing out, but also because of the way the marketplace works. The marketplace, and I, you know, certainly in the past, has been an ugly thing. Like, you know, there have been some real problems with uh, certain businesses and, and how employees have been treated and all that. And over time, those problems have gone away, not because of the government in general, but because of competition. So when businesses are competing in an open market, they're competing not just you know for customers. Funny? You know what's funny about that? You know what's funny about I'm just now learning about that. I'm just now learning about all the regulations because I'm, I'm in this uh, – my, my major right now is business management. Mm-hmm. And I just got through with my class of human resources, and I've learned so much about the regulations, the the far as like uh, the taxes, the uh, 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 equal opportunity, the uh, the OSHA FAR standards. Are, are, you, now, are of, you going to college for this? Yes, sir. So you're probably being taught that regulations are good, right? Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm being taught it's, 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 it's a neutral situation. It's, it's, it's showing me the reason why most companies are outsourcing um, because of these regulations. This is true. And, but yep. it's, it, it, it's pretty much showing me both sides. Okay. Well, that's good of, to know because, because regulations are really something that keep poor people down, whether we're talking about uh, blacks, Hispanics, white people, whoever – uh, regulations are what keep poor people poor, and they keep the man the man. I, I understand. I understand. And true, true that. True that. And you know what? You know what? That's one thing I want to clear up. Because, well, 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 before you go because, on, well, my well, point. Can I, can I say this one thing? Sure, but you had interrupted me, so we're now. There were people. People. I see people on TV. They always saying that oh, blacks always want a handout or something. No, but remember, you got to understand. After slavery, we want we were supposed to get. Uh, four acres and a mule. We never got that. Now well, we're not saying. Well, right. I mean, the government not, breaks no, no, its promises to everybody. Give us money, but see, but you got to understand. I was raised in the ghetto in the nineties when gangbanging was ser- really serious, and all we wanted and all we spoke about in our rap songs was help our schools out, give us money for our schools so we can educate ourselves, so we can do for ourselves. But you know what? They laughed at us. They laughed at us, and that's why Tupac. I mean, I know you're not into Tupac, but that's what Tupac yeah, was I am. saying. You know. And, and, and that's what, and that's, and that's what we, our whole community was saying, was save our streets, meaning as... Right, but the problem is, from, from what I, see, I get what, what I you're saying, saying, I get it, but the government hold on, hold on, breaks promises hold on, hold on, to everybody. Look how they treat, look at how they treat the veterans, Terry. The government yeah, breaks promises I, to everybody. So why, why would anybody myself. turn to them and look for help? I mean, these are the same people who are the oppressors. You're essentially turning to the new set of, uh, of masters and begging them for better conditions. And that's, it just doesn't really work out very well in the long run. Right. Yeah, and, and, you, and you know what's, what's sad because that's I, I know this is off the topic, but to tell you the truth, that's what hip hop was supposed to be for. Hip hop was supposed, to, and then these young generation just misconstrued the whole image of what it was supposed to be about. Hip hop was supposed to be a, 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 a way to promote music 
and and get to gain money since the government is not doing it. And right. right, you've got to empower yourself. Help ourselves. Absolutely, you've got to empower yourself. And there was, uh, you know, there was a lot of that in the uh, the civil rights movement and the freedom movement back yeah. in the in the sixties, exactly. with people realizing yeah. you can't count on the man to to help you. You've got to, you know, you've got to help yourself. And in fact, it's the man that keeps everybody down, as we were pointing out from the regulation. I think it's been a, co- a good conversation, Terry. I thank you for the call tonight. Keep listening. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like you said, it was his first time uh, tuning in tonight. Yeah. So. I, I think he did a great job, though. He's very articulate on his points. Open-minded. Uh, yeah. 855-450-FREE. That is uh, the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. But the point that needs to be made that I, I didn't get a chance to fully flesh out is that the, the conditions for employees improve because of competition. Meaning that if I'm a business owner and I want to have the best employees, I want to make sure you've got the best place to work. I want to make sure there aren't any, you know, blades going to chop off your arm, uh, that it's well lit, you know, that it's air conditioned. I want to make sure that I've got the best place. Otherwise, the guy across town or the other guy across town is going to have a better condition than me and he's going to take my good employees away from me. Mm-hmm. And so that's how over time, had it been allowed to play out, that uh, you know the South would have gotten away from using slavery and would have gone towards uh, mass manufacturing or more automation and things like that and, and technology. Those things would have happened because businesses would have been competing as long as they're free to compete. But if there are regulations in place restricting the amount of businesses and how you can do business, then there's not as much leeway to compete and therefore conditions don't improve as quickly. More coming up. Hour 3 is next. Free Talk Live. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. Yearly is a bold independent film about the struggles of a middle class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me about it? You're a kid and a wife. Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? Invited to bring up anything you want. We're launching into the third hour of the program. The number here is 855-450-FREE. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Luther. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there at freetalklive.com. You can actually control the content of the site by posting... Whatever you want to it. You can submit show prep, whether it be uh, some YouTube video or a news article or blog post. You submit it. It shows up on the site. Then others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike it. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So do head over there and get interactive. As we go to you and your thoughts, Scott, listening in West Virginia. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Luther. Hello, Ian and, and uh Others, uh, <laughs> I have a little disagreement with uh, Terry and Ice Twenty Twenty. Okay, go for it. go for it. Uh, well, you know, it's uh, neither one of them are what sounded when from what I gathered from Terry 
are between the the ages of 50 and 90. You know, the ones that really here in the last century have uh, experienced, uh, you know, the real discrimination. I, uh, you know, I look and think, you know, we have affirmative action, you know, for those who want to take uh, civil services, that's for the uh, the persons of color or those uh, that are believed to be less educated or whatever, you know, to receive a, you know, to get like special treatment. For well, affirmative action job. isn't for people who are, you know, of, of color or whatever. Affirmative action is for a variety of different things. I mean, it, it's for people that the government determines are uh, deserving of some sort of preference. And so in like in hiring matters, for instance, when it comes to working for the government or perhaps being a contractor that has a government contract, then these affirmative action rules come into play and, well, you have to hire this kind of person and you have to hire this kind of person. So, I mean, it's not necessarily a race-based thing. It could be gender-based. It could be other things as well. Okay, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll roll with that. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, come World War II, uh, when, uh, uh, well, of course, I don't, Totally agree with the government not uh, knowing that the Japanese were going to attack, but uh, you know the Japanese were uh, the Japanese Americans uh, were put in internment camps, and uh, we don't hear uh, any of the descendants from the Japanese that were put in the internment camps, you know, claiming that they were dis- they, you know, the younger generation were discriminated against. Well, I didn't hear. I didn't hear those gentlemen saying they were discriminated against either. I, I didn't hear that from them. They were simply pointing out, and there was one of them that was older than the other. The first gentleman that called uh, ICE was definitely older than the the second, in my opinion. He said that he'd been around for a while and had been active for a while. So I'm not going to say for sure he wasn't discriminated against, but yeah, he didn't sound that old. Uh, but either way, they didn't claim they had experienced that. However, I think it's legitimate of, uh, of uh, you know, and most people who are black to say that their station in life has been affected by what happened in, past, in the past. I think it's completely legitimate to say that, uh, you know, black people today would have been better off had they not been enslaved. Uh, you know, they'd have more wealth collectively as, uh, as a people than, uh, than, they, they, than some of them currently do. Obviously, it's not fair to even put anybody in a group and say, well, black people this and black people that because there are different – uh, people within that group, and they all have different experiences with uh, being able to create wealth for themselves. But I think there's no doubt that the average black person would be better off today financially uh, in a better station in life had there not been chattel slavery in the past. I don't think there's any denying that. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not going to deny that one one bit at all. So that doesn't but, mean know, they were uh, enslaved or they experienced that, the discrimination. It means they can experience the remnants of it, though. They can experience what happened because of it, though. Right. Okay. Uh, and let me follow up on just a little uh, little bit of this. You know, they don't want stigmatisms or this or that, but, you know, they have a BET channel, Black Entertainment Television. Well, again, now, you're saying yeah. they this and they that, and it's not really fair, right? Because I, I'm not okay, going to make okay, a I'm statement. Sorry. I'm not going to say is. white people this and white people that, because within the term white people, there's all kinds of subcultures and belief systems, and so it's just not it's just not fair. It's it's not. I'm not saying you're racist, but it's that kind of thinking, that collectivization, that leads people down racist paths. Oh well, they think this or they think that, and that's just not true. 
Uh, Okay, I'm I'm not trying to be argumentative. You could say some black people might think this. You could say some black people, but I don't think you could even make a statement to say most because, you know, again, it's you can't really generalize that much. Go ahead with whatever you're going to say. All all, all I'm saying is there is a BET network, black entertainment television. Yeah. And that is acceptable. Now, if there was a WET, most likely there would be a problem. And, and I'd, just, yeah. I'd just like to say, do you realize how cliche that is, what well, you just said? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how yeah, many I mean, times I've heard that doing this show for nine years now of my life, how many times that particular line has, has been brought up. But I've definitely heard it before. And the point is... Some people might feel like they need to have a BET because they feel like every other channel is WET. Can you understand that? Well, okay. Uh, I, I, uh, and I can totally understand that. Right, like some but shows have the token to. black guy on them, uh, but for the most part, you look at uh, entertainment, you look at uh, most television, you right. see mostly white people. How, how many Hollywood movies have come out where a black man was you know, the, the lead role? Uh, wild Wild West. Many. Yeah, not many. Yeah, Wild Wild West. Uh, Denzel Washington. Usually more has... now than in the past. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it, they're 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 gaining more and more, but uh, it's not that common, right? But I mean, look at the uh, you look at the the racial makeup of the country, and you know, blacks aren't the majority. So I mean, to some extent, it makes sense that they're not going to be the majority of all the the channels on television either. And similarly, there's also Lifetime, you know, and I think there's Oxygen now as well. I haven't had, haven't had cable in years, but right. so I just hear things about what channels there are. So there are also channels that are dedicated to women as well. And that's because the people that are programming those channels and the people that are advertising on those channels and the people that are watching those channels must agree on some level that their issues as women are not being represented well on network television. So they felt the need to create their own network channel. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I get what you're saying. I don't think that the people who created Black Entertainment Television did it for racist purposes, uh, and so well, it wouldn't... I, I don't believe I don't believe that either. Right. Ian. Right. Uh, you're just saying you, what would people you know, think? I get what you're saying. But you know, um, but we go into like say some of the mu- music videos um, where it's a bunch of thugs and this and that. I mean that that is portraying this particular race as. Thugs and druggists, or you know, drug dealers. Well, I think it's portraying gang gangsters as thugs and drug dealers. Now, look, this is a critique that you'll you'll see uh, from within the black community. And actually, as well. the last caller commented on that: how originally hip hop was about self empowerment, you know, and uh, turning towards the community and stuff like this, you know. And certainly, with like you know, he mentioned Tupac, but again, Public Enemy uh, and guys like that, you know, that's what they preached. That's what they were about. You know, it wasn't about just I'm tough because I'm tough and I got all this stuff and i you know those people are still out there though the people that have the more empowering message it's not to say they've gone away but the record labels for whatever reason and you know there are certain conspiracy theories out there that would suggest that uh, the record labels are run by rich white guys who are racist and so therefore they're promoting these kind of negative stereotypes of uh, black people and that's all that it is it's just negative stereotypes uh because Black people are different. So some black people are thug life and some are not. Same thing with white people. Some white people are a bunch of thugs and some aren't. And so uh, so I guess the question is, why is that music popular? Really, that's what you want to look into. Who's buying that music? Do you know? I agree. I, 
I agree. I'm white kids. You know, it's white kids. About just trying to throw some things out there. But you, you do know it's white kids that are buying this dumb uh, music that you're talking about, right? I totally, I totally agree, and I don't agree with it. Do you think that the people who are making the music are as dumb as the as the lyrics portray them, or that they're just pandering to some dumb white kids right, to what so they makes can, money, so they can make some money off of them? Well, I mean. I, I'm really not sure. I mean, I don't know if it's... Uh, Maybe um, if the intellect of the white kids or... uh, in America was higher, they wouldn't be buying such dumb music. And then again, that's uh, not to I say agree. anything about... It's not I to say agree. anything about white people. It's just to say something about who's buying the music. And I thank you, Scott, for the call and the thoughts. At 855-453, the toll-free number. You want to talk about the music industry and why things are the way they are? It's Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Talk live. Bring up anything you want. Dial in toll free. 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those. And the features include listening options. We've got live streams in broadband and dial-up flavors, both there at freetalklive.com. But that's not all. You can also listen on over 100 great radio stations across the country, as well as two XM satellite radio channels, our free-to-air satellite, and the webcam and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Go and get all the listening details at listen.freetalklive.com. And Ruger's new SR40C is the compact version of the recoil-reducing striker-fired S. R40 pistol, one of the slimmest and most ergonomic full-sized 40 caliber pistols on the market today. It's based on the same high-performance glass-filled nylon frame as those used on so many great Ruger pistols. The SR40C offers the same features, including a slim frame, short trigger reach, reversible backstrap, and ambidextrous controls. The SR40C features a through-hardened stainless steel slide or alloy steel slide with Nitrodox Pro Black Finish. See it at Ruger.com or purchase it at your local gun dealer. Again, Ruger.com. Before we continue uh, with your calls, I want to get Luther, uh, your thoughts in here. As somebody who's been observing the music industry for a while, uh, you've got some thoughts on uh, you know, various different musical matters. And so mm-hmm. what, what do you think about this? Because we had a gentleman calling in a moment ago kind of you know, he was kind of generally speaking in an, in an unfair manner about, you know, black people this and white people that. And it's not really fair to do that. Right. Uh, but he had, t- he had pointed out that some popular music, in fact, a lot of popular music, is kind of dumb. Like it, yes. it panders to the lowest common denominator. And he was specifically talking about rap, but there's plenty of dumb country right. out there, That's too. That's not the first time this has happened to a music style. Yeah. Uh, you know, rap started out as one thing. It started out a bit about being about uh, self-empowerment, like we mentioned, and like uh, the caller Terry mentioned. Uh, and it, it, it kind of gets hijacked by the major labels and dumbed down. And that happened with punk rock. That happened with country originally. You know, that happens with everything. I'm so, a redneck woman. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah. 
honky tonk, but dunk a dunk. You think that's intelligent? You think the people on the CMT look like geniuses, or they don't look trashy? That's not to say there isn't good country music that isn't thoughtful. Sure. And, oh yeah, absolutely. Hank Williams the Third is uh, right. great. It's amazing. It's some of the best music I've ever heard. Yeah, I heard some of him the other night actually at karaoke. So, uh, so, but why? Why is it the the dumbing down? Is it some sort of conspiracy? Because there's some people that believe there's like a, a conspiracy to, in the case of uh, rap music, to make black people look dumb by the you know the 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 white record label owners. Well, just as somebody who looks at the entire or as much the biggest picture as I possibly can of the record industry because I listen to so many different types of music, like I think it's just business as usual for them, you know, uh that they want to make the most sales. So of course they appeal to the lowest possible common denominator. Which so is, it's not a racist thing you're saying. It's just uh, this is no. what's going to make us money kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and people inf- don't want smart lyrics. And unfortunately, sometimes the people who purchase it aren't conscious of it. And, you know, the, so they might e- emulate it in a way. So it's a self-propagating uh, problem is what you're saying? So, sort like, of. So people hear this dumb stuff and so they grow up liking dumb stuff and so they want to make dumb music. Right, and- but, yeah, but it's, it's not like that's all that's going on in rap right now. I mean, most Def is still making music and he's brilliant. He's a genius. Oh, that's uh, that's what I was saying before. There's definitely different people in each genre that are more intelligent and are, sure, are doing sure. uh, music that appeals to us. Um, I guess a more niche. I mean, it's sad to say, but uh, the American people have been dumbed down. I'm not just talking about you know one section of the American people. I just mean in general. Uh, if you went to government school, you've been actively dumbed down. I mean, that they work to dumb people down. Yes, the government school system's it designed to create makes, drones. Makes you a better consumer. It makes you a better, uh, more obedient surf, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, they want you to consume without thinking and get into debt while you're at it. Yeah. Uh, And they also want you to not think about what the government really is all about. So you've got the government basically... Teaching people to, you know, that being dumb's okay. That it's that it's it's cool to be dumb. It was always dumb to be or cool to be dumb. In dumb school? to be cool. <laughs> yes, in school. Yeah, I remember. Well, that. yeah, I guess it works both ways. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, if if you're smart, then suddenly you're a nerd or you're a dork, right. you know, or, or or there's something wrong with you because you know you think. And nerds are cooler now than they ever were in the past. Nerd chic, yeah. Yeah, thanks to uh, thanks to the internet, largely. Right. Um. But regardless, this is one of the things I learned when I was in uh, when I was selling music back when they had CDs and cassettes. And I've heard, by the way, that the death of CDs will be in 2012. I've heard that uh, all the Thank major record God. labels are planning on bailing out on CDs and going all digital distribution. Good. It's very interesting because there are still some people that don't have internet. So, like, I guess they're just going to have to listen to the radio because they're going to be SOL <laughs> as far as uh, CDs. I hate are concerned. CDs. I mean, yeah, like, they, they damage really easily. They damage easily, and you like in my car. I have like some CDs, but it's like it just takes so much time to like burn new CDs that I don't want to do it. <laughs> oh no! It's Boy, annoying. Can you imagine having to have cassettes where you actually had to spend time rewinding them and uh, sure. dubbing things to them. Sure. I remember having yeah. cassettes. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I still do. Do you really? Yeah. That's right. I gave you my old cassette deck. Anyway, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, we could say more, but uh, let's go to you and your thoughts and talk to Ed listening in Tennessee. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Luther. Good evening. Hey, Ed. Hey, uh, I wish hope these uh, black callers, I really want to bust them. Uh, uh, Ice, I hope he's still listening. Hey, you need to get Michelle Alexander's book. The New Jim Crow. Slavery's still going on. 
I can't believe that they don't talk about this. Listen to some of these numbers, then. In incarcerations for age 25 to 29 by race, for white males 25 to 29, 1,600 for every 100,000 in the population. For Latino males, 3,900 for every 100,000. Hmm. For black males, I mean, this is astounding, 11,700. Wow. For 100,000, listen, it is slavery continues the uh you know the privatization of prisons right those guys are slaves are literally people. slaves in those prisons working for uh, some industry right they sure are but i mean hey look the blacks they need to talk about this i never hear any of the intelligent sounding blacks they cannot lose this argument and you already know it the war on drugs is a failure and what reason why i'm saying this is that's the reason while the blacks should vote for Ron Paul. Absolutely. He wants to end the war on drugs, even though, you know, I know he's. It's, we have three branches of government, but these idiots, these Republicans, you're talking about hypocrites. Anyone who's, who's in the... Did you stay on the week, this week? Barney Frank and uh, what's his name destroyed uh, Ryan and uh, George Will. Hey, they, they were speechless when they started talking about uh, marijuana. Bar- Barney, Barney Frank and Ron Paul, you mean? Yeah, uh, uh, Barney Frank and uh, Robert Reich was on one side, and uh, George Will and Paul Ryan, you know, the Republican. Isn't his name Paul Ryan? I have no idea. I, I don't pay any did. attention to these politicians. Well, anyway. I, I couldn't tell you. They're all they're all interchangeable <laughs> well, well, to me. Hey, hey, and let me let me. But you, you do make a good point. Too. The war on drugs does target disproportionately uh, blacks and Hispanics uh, over whites. It also par- targets poor people in general oh. over well, uh, well, richer people. Listen to this number, and this is a, this is also amazing. Fifty-two percent of crack users are white. No doubt about it. Thirty-eight percent are black. Eighty-eight percent of those incarcerated for crack are black. Plug that. Uh, plug that book one more time. White. What was it called? Huh? All right, hang on. We're coming up. Free talk live with Ed. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated, so send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You may dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves. The number for you is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com, the bulletin board system. One of those features, you can go and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's free, bbs.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins, the world's first free market, peer-to-peer digital cash. It's completely decentralized. There's no Bitcoin corporation. It's something that is, uh, you know, it's an open source project that is basically a way to run, make an end run around all the fiat currencies of the world. And you can use them anywhere in the world as long as you've got internet without needing permission from any government 
or a corporation. And now they're actually coming out with physical Bitcoins. So you don't actually need the Internet to transfer those. You can go and get them over at MemoryDealers.com. They make great conversation starters and uh, gifts. And the Bitcoins can't be counterfeited or inflated. This is not a government product. This is a product of the free marketplace in money. And it's an exciting development. You can learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.com. That's weusecoins.com. If you're ready to buy some, go on over to memorydealers.com. Get your hands on some physical ones. That's that's fun stuff. And, of course, uh, you can go and download the Bitcoin client and get yourself started and read up on it. It's uh, it's a neat, neat technology with a whole lot of future potential for helping us be more free. And, once again, weusecoins.com. You can learn more there. Let's go back to Ed listening in Tennessee. Uh, Ed, you're back on Free Talk Live. You were telling us about a a book, I believe it was. What was it called? Yeah, for ICE and, and anybody that's concerned, but mainly the blacks, so they'll have ammunition uh, against these uh, uh, idiots, against the war on drugs. Michelle Alexander, and her book is The New Jim Crow. And she's saying that it's uh, it's the war on drugs that is is essentially the new Jim Crow? Oh, it, it, yeah, it, hey, and it's destroyed the black communities. Sure. I, mean, I mean, just look, listen, listen to these numbers again here. I won't repeat all those, but listen to this. If you make an international comparison, South Africa under apartheid was internationally condemned as a racist society. Now, Ice, you need to listen to this. South Africa under apartheid in 19, what, 93, black males for every 100,000 in the population Eight hundred and fifty were incarcerated under George Bush, George W. Bush. Four thousand and eight hundred for every one hundred thousand in the population. So, what does it mean? So, worse than South Africa. Of the free world locks up black males at six times the rate than the most openly racist country in the world. And listen, and Barack Obama hasn't changed those numbers either. Oh, no. Hey, Obama has cracked down. Yep. You're right. But listen, Ice, let me, let me, he's got to hear these numbers. 52% of crack users are white. 38% are black. 88% of those incarcerated are black. Ice, did you hear me? Right. So, well, I mean, Ice knows. I mean, yeah, I, I'm and sure. Whites what do the powder cocaine? I, I'm sure even if they don't know those numbers specifically, they realize that this is going on to them. I, I think a lot yeah, of people in the black community the understand that drugs. they understand that the war on drugs is targeted against them and, and their family members. I think a lot of them right. do understand that. But there is also a, a certain cu- current in a lot of the black community where uh, there's kind of no, also a religious exactly. current, which is very, very anti-drug. So there's that, too. So, again, it's, it's impossible to put everybody in one category. Well, it's okay not to do drugs and not to want your, your friends and family to do drugs. But, you know... I, uh, again, forcing it on others, just like forcing anything right, we, else on we don't others, want is wrong. Doing drugs, but Ian, I tell you what, Ian, you made a good point. It is these religious, these churches, these black churches don't really know which way to go, so they they look at it as a, a moral issue, just like you're talking about. But I mean, it is insanity. With these, I tell them these numbers all the time, and hey, and I'll let y'all know, I'm invited to come on a black radio show on Sunday mornings here in Jackson, Tennessee. Oh, neat. And this, another black show was going to have me on. They backed out of it. You Why? A black show in Jackson, Tennessee, backed out and was scared to have me on. Why? And on this predict- particular day I was going to be on there, they happened to be on on Sunday night, too. 
and he got he told me I couldn't come up there on that show either. Why? Why were you going to talk about the war on drugs or something? Why? Uh, I I do not know. He what was your plan? I mean, me. what was your original reason for wanting to come on the show, or what were there were their reasons oh, to want you to have to come on the show? I was going to talk about the war on drugs and, and these numbers I just gave y'all. He and heard me. Is it a religious group? Is it a religious show? Or you no, think- no, it's called uh, the name of it is uh, Community Feedback. He lets everybody hmm. call. He is very fair about that, and he lets me call. But uh, now when I try to call him, he won't even answer the phone. Interesting. Ed, thanks I, for the on call, his, man. I, the number that he gave me. I appreciate it, hearing from I'm, you tonight, dude. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. There's no doubt the war on drugs uh, targets black people above anyone else. Uh, we have a family friend who was a, you know, a really wonderful woman, but she grew up in a different time, and she was pretty set in her ways, and she was very very racist and very open about it yeah and, and it was it just was very uncomforting yeah it was something that we kind of just didn't really talk about you know what i mean we just kind of knew that we didn't agree and like let's focus on the other because you know she's so old i'm not going to change her mind right and, you know so we just kind of let it go but one time she said somehow it came up and we were arguing back and forth about the uh about whether or not black people she was suggesting basically that they were like genetically predisposed to crime oh so ludicrous which i mean really just say that again out loud and think about it for a minute does that make any sense at all no but um Unless you're racist. The end, I mean, I remember she ended up yelling at me and, and she yelled, uh, well, why do you think they're this percent of the population and they're this percent of the jail population? It's like, really? You don't think there could be some other reasons yeah, about that? Racist cops? Yeah. 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 Correlation is not causation, for one thing. So that was the end of the, that was the, end of the <laughs> argument. And I, I mean, I it just... I know. You know, I've got some related news here. Uh, we'll get right back to your calls, but I thought this was uh, prescient to mention. There's news coming out today that by age 23, almost a third of Americans have been arrested for a crime. Nice. One I have. in three. I've been arrested. I've been arrested so that's on many occasions. So that's 100% of uh, Free Talk Lives hosts. Uh, we're um, deviants. Mark's been arrested. Right. It probably is 100%. The studies, the first since the 1960s to look at the arrest histories of a national sample of adolescents and young adults over time, found that 30.2% of the 23-year-olds who participated reported having been, arrest, having been arrested for an offense other than a minor traffic violation. So what happens when you factor in uh, people getting tickets and things like that? You're probably up to 85% or 90% if you know you factor in every single ticket, which technically a ticket is an arrest. But they mean actually being put in cuffs for something besides being ticketed. And I think that's pretty significant. Let's go to David listening in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey. I, I heard um, the ins- insin- insinuation or whatever word you want to use that um, the Civil War um, shouldn't have been fought. Is that wrong? I will say that, yeah, I, I'm against war, so I think the Civil War shouldn't have been fought. Um, well, <clears throat> but um, do you think there's, there's good reasons to morally to intervene, um, intervene in, uh, like, <clears throat> like, say, uh, 
a person was getting whipped or something, and that's wrong. Oh, I would agree with I would agree with rescuing somebody from imminent harm, absolutely. But slaughtering six hundred thousand humans is is not appropriate. I mean, that's you know a lot of people died in the Civil War that didn't have to. Uh, A lot a lot more people died in the Civil War than would have died had people just simply gone and rescued people from these uh, these plantations. Sure, sure. There there used to be slavery in the North. There was slavery in England. There was slavery in France. None of none of these places had civil wars to to and, abolish their slavery. And we were uh, we I say we, but the United States was one of the last ones to. I mean, England they had all abolished yep, slavery had done way it before in that us. Century. So uh, you may have another question, David. You're welcome to stick with us. We'll bring you back for that here. Eight five five four fifty free. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Let's come up with other more creative ways, uh, that uh, more compassionate ways that could have solved these problems. I mean, the Underground Railroad was a great solution. Yes, uh, expanding that uh, and and just you know come right on, come right on somebody's uh, grounds and rescue slaves at, at gunpoint if necessary. I mean, there are other ways you could do it. It's Free Talk Live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com Talk Live, take control of these airwaves even in the remaining moments. Maybe enough time to slip your call in at 855-450-FREE. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Luther. one 855 Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give to you there. Uh, you can, of course, support the show by going to promote.freetalklive.com. You can get a free bumper sticker, some web graphics you can play, uh, put up on your website or blog. You can also uh, use uh, the tools that you can find there to print out like flyers uh, that can allow you to promote Free Talk Live. So go to promote.freetalklive.com to find that stuff as we go back to David listening in keen, uh, asking us about how those of us on the uh, show feel about the Civil War. And I think we're all in agreement it was completely unnecessary. Yeah, I think war is bad. Right. So I so, think slavery is bad too. Don't get me wrong. No doubt. But you don't solve one problem by, you know, doing something bad, right? Like bad right. plus bad does not equal good. Uh and so so David, uh, you, you kind of abs- have absorbed a little bit of what we've said here. I think that there are other ways that slavery would have ended. You guys pointed out that it had ended in other countries without uh just warring. There was no huge bloodshed to uh, to end slavery in a lot of other places around the world. Uh so there's no reason why it couldn't have happened that way here. Uh, the reason why the Civil War ended up happening was because uh, one man, Abraham Lincoln, was very upset about the idea of the Union breaking up on his watch. And, uh, you know, he did not like that very much. So he went to war over it. David, do we still have David? You said at the end of the last thing, it would be OK to intervene with with a firearm if your neighbor was whipping somebody. Yeah, I mean, if we, we're talking about this ludicrous, uh, you know, scenario, right, where somebody is actually enslaved, and you find out about it as a neighbor, I think it's absolutely okay to come to someone's aid. Sure. Okay. In the so, same way, be in the same way, be okay to come to a, someone's aid if they were being raped down the down an alleyway, and you you saw right. that happening. But when the numbers increase, and your neighbor is the south, and you are the north, 
then well, now we're not talking about reality okay. anywhere because you you can't you aren't the north and you never will be that's well, a collective David, concept david what do you think about the states of delaware kentucky and west virginia uh where else uh i think parts of missouri that had slavery and stayed in the union what do you think about those states well um i wasn't really aware of those states but um okay so just just for the moment <laughs> supposing uh how would it have had you had been able to you know right now create a way that it would have would have turned out how would it have turned out in your uh, your your scenario well, uh, you mean a, you mean in a scenario absent the Civil War? Yeah. Well, likely the the market would have ended slavery on on its own because of natural competition between businesses competing for the best employees. They'd end up having to start pay, paying people and then negotiating agreements with people and so on and so forth. Do you believe that the Civil War was actually about ending slavery? Because that didn't happen until the very end of the Civil War. Right. The bloodshed. In the beginning, and for most of the war, had nothing to do with freeing the slaves. How do you feel about that? Well, doesn't unifying the country and freeing the slaves, aren't those like uh, inextricably on length? Well, well, let me read you this quote from Abraham Lincoln. This was taken from the New York Tribune uh, in 1862. This he, is the supposed great emancipator himself. Huh? Yes, he says this. My paramount object in this struggle is to save the Union. It is not either to save or to destroy slavery. If I could save the Union without freeing any slave, I would do it. And if I could save it by freeing all slaves, I would do it. And if I could save it by freeing some and leaving others alone, I would also do that. So the slaves were a tool more than anything else to him to achieve what his real goal was, which was to keep things the status quo. Right. To keep his power. maintain his political power. Yeah. David, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, 855-453. Kelvin is in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hey, Kelvin. Hey, good evening, Ian, Julia, and Luther. Hey. Hello. What's on your mind tonight, Kelvin? Hey, uh, this was a, a question mostly aimed at uh, Julia, since I think she's probably the most knowledgeable about this sort of thing. Uh Recently, I've come uh, to be interested in uh, some of the drugs for uh, use for personal insight and transformation. Ooh, tell me and, more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm not really in a position to uh, experience any of this stuff at the moment, but uh, I was wondering if you could uh, speak to to the uh, concerns I just mentioned uh, and compare uh, peyote. To MDMA, if you have experience in the, the former. Well, I don't have any experience with peyote. Um, I have read a lot about peyote in my understanding, and I actually watched a video once of someone drinking peyote tea, and there was a lot of vomiting. Um, <laughs> yeah. It didn't look too pleasant to me, but I haven't done it, and you know, there could have been, do- I don't know anything about how to dose it. Um, I do know that pe- peyote is a hallucinogenic. And with hallucinogenics versus MDMA, if you have good, clean, real MDMA, and I would highly recommend a test kit if you're interested in getting into recreational MDMA use because there's so, so much fake pills out there like 
Just trust me on that. So I, the test kits, they're very cheap. You can get them at dancesafe.org. If you want to do MDMA, definitely everybody out there, get a test kit. You should also but, definitely go to arrowid.org. Yes. Whether you're yes. Looking or at, Blue Light. Blue Light's more of a forum, right? Yes, but there is a ton of drug information on there. Okay. Uh, Arrowhead.org is my normal right. place I point people to just because it's got a little bit more of, I guess, renown, I suppose, rather than just, you know, a drug forum where people come and, and hang yeah, out. Yeah, but no, uh, no, there's, I mean, there's an ecstasy forum and Blue Light started as an ecstasy forum. But to get back to David's questions, um, peyote is a hallucinogenic and hallucinogenics can be really fun and really great. And you can also have a an experience that is not so great. Like, as far as which drug I think is safer to try first, I would definitely say MDMA because, I mean, there is like a 99%, 95% chance that if what you have is clean MDMA, you're going to have a blast. It's not like tripping where it could go bad, it could go good, it depends on your mindset. Like, MDMA is a smooth, easy drug to handle. True. That's, that's probably true. But it also, I think a lot of drugs still depend on your mindset. You don't want to get into it yeah, with fear. Yeah, but so much less so MDMA. I, I, I mean, MDMA right really breaks down fear barriers and, and... No doubt about it. But going into an experience like that with fear and trepidation is usually not a good idea. Being in an un, uh, you know uh, uh, an environment in which you're not comfortable No, I would say is definitely being... Thing. But with tripping, so, you can have those things and things can still, still go, go wrong. wrong. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so I would say for a first drug, MDMA is a good choice. Well, plus, you can tell uh, something I liked what, what Calvin opened his question with was that he wanted to use it for personal insight. Yeah. And I think that coming at it from the right perspective is also important. Uh, set and setting being important. This is part of set and setting. It's your own set, your own mindset in this mm-hmm. case. As opposed to, uh, this is where I, th- I think I learned this from you, uh, Julia, like young kids, they get brought up in this kind of area where drug use is cool because you get effed up and it's just like a completely different mindset like are you going to take this drug to get effed up like some little kid or you know or someone who's immature or the more mature kind of introspection looking into oneself yeah uh that kind of uh reason i, mean, I that, would also like to say important. uh that uh once you get more familiar with the drugs if you're interested in trying a hallucinogenic you may want to consider doing like a small dose of MDMA with a small dose of hallucinogenic because combining the two is quite lovely. Yeah, it takes a bit of the edge off uh, of yes. doing hallucinogen. Interesting suggestions. <laughs> and of course, the more research you can do, the better. Obviously, talking to Julia is helpful, um, but she is certainly not expertise in, in peyote and all, all I'm not drugs, an expert so. in peyote, but I am an expert in MDMA. No doubt. And uh, you can always go to arrowhead.org and dig in as deep as you need to. Most of these drugs, uh, the, the older a drug is, the more information there is. So peyote, uh, you know, MDMA, LSD, these things, there's a lot of info, a lot of experiences people have had. Lots of information is there. Some newer drugs, not so much. Like there's newer experimental drugs. There's just not a whole lot of information out there about those things. So if you you're looking to be more knowledgeable about something you're getting into, probably sticking with the older stuff would be a wise choice as well. Does that answer your question, David? I was Kelvin, actually. I'm sorry. David was the last guy. I'm sorry. Right. Does that answer your question, Kelvin? That's, that's fine. And just as a quick follow-up to that, uh, when I was uh, young growing up, uh, it was sort of during the drug hysteria uh, kind of thing, so you couldn't, can't really trust the things you were told at uh, when I was learning about these things in school, and I was told that uh, if you do any LSD ever in your life, that you could have a flashback sometime in the rest 
of your life. Right. And I was wondering if that's true and does MDMA... I'm still waiting for my flashback. Like yeah, I've, <laughs> I've eaten um, acid... Pro- I've probably taken at least 100 hits of acid in my life. And, Me as well. And Chris has too. Yeah. Luther. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I've never had a flashback, ever. And I no, just, me I mean, it, and, and I've talked to uh, people who are much older than me who had taken. They said thousands of doses of LSD, and they have wow. never had a flashback. Wow! And same goes for so MDMA. Tactic, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you, Kelvin. And there's a lot of that out there. A lot of propaganda and misinformation, and so you've got to really take the time yeah. to de- delve through and, and, and figure it's it out. It's good that he's doing it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you definitely don't want to go in half-cocked on that. Uh, so we're out of time for tonight. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And no Mark this week. Yay! It's going to be fun. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com.